girl. Hey, girl. We, we can, can make, make it easy, easy if we, we lift, lift each other. other. That's right, Krista. What song is that, y'all? We're not telling. Yeah, you'll get bonus points if you can write in and let us know who the artist is, who the featured artist is. Oh, shit. And the album it came from. Oh, fuck. That's three things right there. Yeah. yeah. Right in. Triple banger. We're looking for it, though. Yeah. Don't even bother if you don't have all three. Yeah. Yeah. Triple banger. And we've got a pretty cool prize as well. Oh, do we? Yeah. I think we use y- privates. Privates. Privates prizes sometimes as leverage and yeah. then we don't follow through so well that's because nobody follows through with whatever it is to win the prize true not the whole thing yeah and you have to be demanding there was one person one time who followed through and guess what was who what? my momager oh okay and i was like you know what you can't do that no do you know what her winning was though mm. she's our momager now oh yeah that's true yeah like yeah. she showed dedication to the show and we trusted her enough to incorporate her to as part of our management team to betroth her with the role of the momager to bestow upon her literally the hardest job in history (laughs) (laughs) so thankful for all the time so your cough i see is still lingering yeah i'm i've been sick y'all and hence why um yes this episode is late um you're gonna receive it pretty much about an hour after it's done so happy family day yeah um, Which, for those of you who don't know, Family Day is a Canadian holiday that is not federal, it is provincial. And so each of the different provinces in Canada have a different Family Day on different days. Yeah. I think Alberta's, British Columbia's, and maybe Saskatchewan's all coincide on one day. Sure. Um, it was. It, this is the first year that BC and Alberta actually have Family Day on the same day. Oh. Yeah, because we used to have them on different days, staggering. I heard various reasons behind that, one of them being that... Um, People from either province travel to the other province on family day. So I heard it was actually oh, to a, make it nice easier to... on the hospitality industry. Right. Coincide those weekends. Yeah. But now I guess it's just we, we embraced chaos. Yeah. As the anarchists that we are. Why not? So let your family day fleet freak flags fly. Love it. FFF, triple F. Um. So do we have any fake sponsors to start? I think so. I think so. So my fake sponsor today, I live in Yaletown in Vancouver and it is on a street called Homer Street. Oh and shit. Along, Giving away some details. Along, yeah. Just very vague though. Homer's a very long street. Yeah. Very long. That's true. It's actually, it's, I think it's one of the longest streets. No, I'm just not. making that up. It's not at all. I was like, it's really not <laughs> it's the not, longest street. It's not even street. that long of a street. But on Homer Street, there is this random little place that I walk by all the time called bamboo shrimp bamboo shrimp yeah and now you would think it was like some kind of a restaurant or some kind of i don't know it sounds like a food company yeah it's a marketing company i thought it was gonna be like pho or like ramen yeah no it's like bamboo shrimp marketing Mm. the logo is really weird in an adorable way and it grabs my attention but for all the wrong reasons for a marketing company but i'm still so intrigued and i have no idea what they market who they are or what they do, but I want to make bamboo shrimp on Homer Street in Yaletown, Vancouver, my fake sponsor today. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that you've placed yourself on the map, maybe we have a backchat sponsor. Yeah. You know, or a backchat, not a sponsor. Oh my fucking God. What? Ugh. Stalker. Oh yeah. Hopefully we don't have a backchat stalker. Yeah. We've made that very clear since day one. Please don't stalk us. Yeah. We'll stalk you. We'll stalk you. But leave the stalking stalk us to, to us. No, leave the stalking to social media, but don't stalk us IRL. It's weird. Yeah. Nobody likes a real stalker. It's like 
freaky. Yeah. You don't yeah, need it's to do kinda it. Weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's not, not, we don't need that. No. And I feel like we do like, just need to probably throw the odd reminder out about that is like, yeah, yeah. just don't stalk us. Don't stalk us. Yeah. Not in real life. We don't like that. No. And you know what? Hmm. You don't want to know what kind of moves I've got up my sleeve. Oh, and same for here. For a stalker. Yeah. All right. Oh, you would wish that you had never even thought of stalking us. You'd wish you'd never even heard the word stalk. Yeah. Yeah. You. That's how good these moves you've are. You've seen Home Alone. We make that look like a PG-13 movie, which actually I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I might be coughing a lot, but that's all right. You know what? What? I'm so much better than I was like three days ago. Um, I so my fix sponsor is Chi Integrated. They've been my fix sponsor before. Now Chi C H I. No Q I. Oh. <gasps> See, I'm glad I asked. Yeah, Q I. They're on like Seventh and Burrard. Okay, that area, and. I go there for a lot of my health needs because my insurance, like they direct bill and my insurance is whatever goes through there. So it's just nice, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but they have this, um, they have naturopaths there. And one thing that their naturopaths do is IVs. Okay. Have you ever had an IV before? Um, Not voluntarily right i've had an iv like you know when you get a surgery done or like when i had my appendix out i think there was an iv involved i didn't know you had your appendix yeah out. i don't have an appendix did or they tonsils. burst um yeah it was it was on the verge of bursting by the time they removed it i was oh 17 my God. yeah terrifying um yeah it was kind of crazy and it just was like you hear about people also, with what the fuck is an appendix bursting like what does that even look like i don't know i it's don't scary. know i don't want to find out yeah i'm glad you didn't have to find no, out. no but it, it got removed and thankfully it's it just like compared to some people's appendix removal scars right mine's quite small but well, also at the time um and this is a message to our stalker i was kickboxing a lot mm. and so my body fat was extremely low and mm. so they didn't there have to no make cushion. a big incision like oh. i think that the doctor came in for his little visit after and he was like oh that was a dream like i barely even had to cut into you and your little appendix just popped right out <laughs> like, oh my god yeah it was like hey i'm here take me away and we have no need for an appendix to eat anymore well or so we think I prefer to believe that Maybe our bodies really need everything that we it has in it. Right. And that we have just arbitrarily decided to cast like the appendix like, aside. I think in 10 years, we're going to be like, oh shit, dude, that appendix was great for this. Right. Like it has its purpose, but like maybe we don't need it as much. It's not as useful as an organ as like the liver. Like we know to date. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. I, I prefer to think maybe it just has a lesser known value in your body. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, well, if you've you've had an IV, you know what it's like. But yeah. this is like, yeah, you you go in for an IV drip. Okay. Um. And so the one I went in for was for um. I was getting really sick. Okay. So I went in for an immune immunity, uh, like immune booster. Okay. Essentially. And what's 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 in that? Oh my gosh, all kinds of things. There's yeah. tons of vitamin C, vitamin B, vitamin D. Oh, There's good, just like good. all kinds of vitamins. Yeah. Whatever whatever your symptoms are, mm-hmm. they make the they fill this IV, which is a I think it's like saline solution. Okay. You, you know, whatever IV yeah, is. Yeah, like your classic base. It's base, that's your it's base. Your classic for an base, IV. Whatever okay. your base is. Yeah. Saline solution. Right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds okay. right. And then they in, they basically inject it the bag with um a bunch of vitamins that okay. you need. So if, I think it's about 500 mils of fluid. Okay. Which so is quite a bit. Nice two cups. And, nice and hydrating. Nice and hydrating. Yeah. And um, it took about 45 minutes for mm-hmm. it to be fully drained into your body. Okay. Um, 
and you just kind of sit there. I listened to an audiobook, which I want to talk about later, but um, basically what it does is it sends, it gives your body everything that it needs and it sends your body into healing mode. Okay. So I was actually now, shocked. What do they mean by healing mode? Like, what does that, what does that mean? So healing mode is like, it's like essentially your body shuts down. Okay. Um, I uh, was shocked at how sleepy I was. I was like, okay, so that night I didn't have that good of a sleep because I just got a night guard and, um, super cute by the way, look amazing at a night guard turns out just joking. No one does. Um, but, um, the next day I was like more sick than I was the day before, but it was like, I wasn't. I just couldn't even stay awake. Okay. Like I was bedridden the whole day. So, and when your body enters a healing mode, you want you to sleep. You shut down. Yeah. Yeah. So sleep you is your number one too. important thing. It's not normal. Like, oh, I want a nap. It's no, like physically your body it's like is you just ca- I couldn't even, I honestly couldn't even stand up to go to the bathroom without help. Yeah. Wow. So also, but that said, uh, I joke with my partner that I get man colds or as we call them, trans colds. Okay. Oh, trans colds. Um, That's cute. We call it a trans cold because obviously I'm cis and, but you know how this, you know the saying, the man cold? Yeah. When men get colds, like the man cold. Oh, it's the man cold. It's the worst thing on the planet. And it's like, oh, it takes them out and it's like blah, blah, blah. So we say I get a man cold, so we call it a trans cold. That's so cute. Yeah. So, uh, so like, you know, maybe it's not as bad for other people, but I could not get out of bed without help. And I was like, I literally ate like, I think like a few sips of pho. And then I was like, that was all I ate for you the whole dying. day. I slept the whole day. Wow. But the next day I felt so much better. All my energy was back. Um, like I have some residual symptoms, like just like the cough and the, um, runny nose a little bit, yeah. but my energy is there a hundred percent. Oh, good. Yeah. I feel great. Wow. So other than that. And so it worked that quickly. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So how much is it for an IV drip if you wanted to go in? Um, so I think it varies. Um, the one that I went in, this was like an initial visit. So it was more expensive. It was $170. Okay. But you can go in for boosters, which are like $40. Okay. Um, you can go and get your like B12. You can get a bunch of B vitamins, B12 and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, booster shots. Oh, cool. Um, people go in for wellness IVs and those are about $60. So it really just depends like yeah. what you're going in for. I was going for like the first time seeing a naturopath plus the IV. So you had your consult fee yeah. plus the addition. Yeah. And that's So normal. it was 170 Okay. And that's not even outrageous. I mean, it's expensive. It is expensive, but it's not astronomical. It's manageable if you're taking if that you're, seriously. If you're like, if you are prepared to go in and spend that money, it's not, it's, it's, it's doable. If you're prepared to go in and spend that money on yourself, as opposed to not going out for a couple weekends. Yeah. You know, if you look at it like that. Totally. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it was extremely helpful. And yeah, so that's my fake sponsor. Oh, that's good. That's a, So QI. And that was my first time getting an IV drip. And I, I think I will honestly like go and just do them regularly. Like some people just do them like to build up the vitamins in your system. Yeah. Make sure you're getting everything that you need as mm-hmm. opposed to like taking a vitamin every day, which you could still do. But like it just really helps you get it. It's super absorbable. Yeah. I feel like it would be more of an instant result. Yeah. Like she even said to me, she was like, okay, so like first... Like, cause I was like, am I going to have to pee really bad during this? And she was like, no, cause first it's going to be taken up by your cells. Okay. And then it's going to go to your bladder. So like by the time you get home, you're going to really have to pee. Yeah. And I didn't even really have to pee when I got home. So it's oh, like, wow. that's how bad my body needed it. Yeah. You know? just sucked it all up. Yeah. Sucked it right but up. But it looks like for as sick as you said you were on Friday, mm-hmm. it's Monday now and you don't even, you look great. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't even know. 
Apart from, exactly. you know, your little cough here and there, I would have no idea. And other than that, it's like, how sick has everyone been? Like, weeks. Weeks Dude, and weeks. And especially this weekend, I feel like so many people I know have been just taken out. Oh, God. Another round, you know, after the snowpocalypse. Round like, after round out. after round. Everyone's yeah. been out. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Mm. So it's like, I would rather be really sick that one day, like I said, and just deal with being sick that one day. Yes. Then be sick for three fucking weeks. Exactly. And be like disgusting yeah, and have yeah. no energy. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was worth it. It Totally. It's worth every penny. If you compare it to three weeks Absolutely. of suffering, what's 170? And then after your initial consult, that price goes down anyways. Exactly, so. right? So yeah. yeah. So it was great. Oh, I, I like it. it. I like it. So QI integrated. Exactly. They're great. great. I loved it. Yeah. I love them there. They're great. And they're really close to my house. So that's why I like them. Perfect. Well, do you know what I love lately? It's not close to my house, but I have just madly fallen in love with that I had no idea. What? Marie Kondo. Oh, so, I love her. Just, I can't She's believe. She's amazing. So if anyone doesn't know, I feel like I'm the last person on the planet that actually didn't know. She is the hostess of a show called Tidying Up on Netflix. Yeah, it's so And good. she is um, Japanese. And I just love that... Um, a, I love that they didn't Americanize her in this. I love I that know. she speaks Japanese and yeah. it's subtitled. Yeah. And she has a translator in these episodes with these American families. Yes. For some reason, that really resonates with me. And I enjoyed seeing that they honored her culture. I love that too. And kept that intact. Yeah. Which is really cool. She also has a book, by the way. Yeah. She's yeah. a best-selling author. Yeah, Which adds even just more love oh, that I have for her. I know. And I, know. I just like her little spark of joy that she represents in this show and she just shows up. She's an actual presence. She's like a personified ray of sunshine. Yeah. She is just so great. And she, oh, she's so cute. she comes in the difference she makes in these people's lives. And it's not just the magic of TV Absolutely. editing. You can physically see the difference in these families faces, yep. their body posture. They're like the tension in you their can face. See, their eyes look different. Yeah. Like she makes a huge positive difference in their lives. And the concept of um, sparking joy, like yeah. really, really, really resonated with me because I think it's such an important thing for people to experience. Yeah. And I think sparking joy, I think the reason I loved her bringing this to like, you know, the mass public attention so much is because sparking joy at its root, to me anyways, is the same thing as meditation. And it's the same thing absolutely. as mindfulness. It's yeah. the same thing as believing in the universe. It's the same thing, you know, when people say that they have faith in something. Yeah. Sparking joy is literally what that means. Yeah. And I love that she was able to apply it in such a practical way that, you know, maybe some people shy away from the term religion. Fair enough. Maybe some people shy away from the word God. Or the spirituality, word universe, whatever. Spirituality. Maybe they don't like mindfulness. Maybe, you know, maybe you hate all of that, but you can definitely resonate with what sparking joy means. You know what everyone knows what that means. And you can that feeling that. you can't refute it no and so it's there and i just think it's really cool that she has made sparking joy mainstream and yeah, it just brings so a cute. smile to my face because it's so important for people to remember what sparking joy feels like totally and, and I, I love, love that message and i love like her description of it which is kind of like this she actually describes it as a childlike um yeah. like something from childhood like holding you know a puppy when you yeah holding a puppy or like your favorite toy you know what it means to hold your favorite toy you, totally you know what it means and it's so nice too with her method like and for, so once again if you don't know like long story short you go through your possessions essentially and you hold them all one by one and if they don't bring you that feeling of sparking joy you get rid of it yeah and you just surround yourself in your life ultimately at the end of the day you're surrounded by things, things that, that you spark love. joy yeah and it's just such a fun, cool And even way. just that, like what I just said, like with things that you love, it's like, we can all say like, um, 
there's there's a difference. It's like if you say like just get rid of things that you don't love. And it's like, oh, well, what do I, I not love? But it's like that feeling she's talking about when she when you pick it up, does it spark joy? Yeah. Does it make you feel something? Whether it's sentimental, whether it's like a personal thing, whether it's you just love that color on you or whatever it is. Yes. Like I recently talked about, I think I actually did talk about this on the podcast about uh, Marie Kondoing my wardrobe. Yeah, you did. And it really. Or maybe you just told me that on the side I can't remember but I I can't remember I remember you saying this but it actually really changed my style mm. like and for the better for the better because I feel like because I have less to work with I love every outfit that I'm wearing and also it, like all of these combinations that I didn't know were there like there yes. are so many and you love everything already because yeah. you've already gone through that exercise so yeah. no matter what you put on yeah. you love it exactly yeah no it's so cool so important I really want to know so she speaks Japanese almost exclusively in the show she does speak some she English does speak but some it's English, limited but yeah it is limited um, and so sparking joy like I want to know what the Japanese word is for that because mm. the Japanese language is really cool in like how they literally describe things so their word for weather mm-hmm. literally translates into holy energy <laughs> Oh my God, no way. Yeah. That's so, so cool. It, it's crazy, right? It's so cool. And so I wonder like- I love that So Sparking Joy is just like a literal translation of like whatever she's referring to. They, they have a word for that, you know? Yeah. Like that's, and, the, that's the translation for yeah. us. But like in Japan, like there's actually a word for yeah, like that Yeah. It's just feeling. an everyday word yeah. that they would throw around, which is really cool. And, and I've actually heard that the English language is very uh, lackluster in descriptive words like that. For those one-off compared emotions. To, compared yeah. to other languages, like in well, German, let's there's look something. At deja vu is a great example. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to say deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> there's, um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting what it was, but there's, there's tons of words yeah. in other languages in Spanish, in German, like these are ones that I'm thinking of that people have told me and I can't remember them now, but there's a whole lot la- to describe list of feelings them. that you have. Like, yeah. And they not, not even a regular feelings. Like they're actually quite frequent feelings that yeah. we just would struggle to find a word for. That we would say like, I don't know. It was like a little bit of like depressing, but like maybe, you know, it just like made me feel like sad and it's like sad is the but most But there's like, a specific like, kind of sad, sad that the Germans have identified. Yeah. Like that it's like, they it, have a it describes name for this it. exact feeling. Yeah. 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 It, that's exactly it. It, it. it describes the exact yeah. feeling, which is really cool. Which is so cool. And I, I just like um, props to Marie Kondo as well for honestly representing Jap- like the Japanese culture that my partner and so Stuart agrees as well. So my partner watched Tidying Up with me mm-hmm. and she legitimately represents what we felt in Japan. Really? They're, they And so maybe we were, I don't, I can't speak for obviously it's a, it's a big place, a very complex culture. The overall feeling we got, we felt that Marie Kondo wow, very, very, very cool. adequately represented that. And I think it's so important for, especially people in a Western culture to see yeah. how positive and like, you know, how brilliant Japan is in so many ways. Absolutely. Cause often, and as Westerners, we, we've been so spoiled since birth because lives revolve around Western culture. A lot of the times we yeah. live in our own bubble and so just to see in our little Western brain, sometimes we can get Japan confused because Asia is a big place. And often we can get Japan confused with another Asian culture because we haven't been there. We're not geographically familiar with it. And we so don't I think have it's a lot just... of exposure. Exactly. And so yeah. it's so important to just... Recognize that there are other things around the world that have meaning. Yeah. And, and that are just as important. And I think that's also really important. It's like we're so... It's like Western-centric sometimes that it's like... Exactly. We forget that there are tons of other cultures out there that have 
things for us to learn that yeah. have things to teach us. And often we just, we, you know, inappropriately muddle them all together, yes. which you shouldn't do, Absolutely. but it happens. And so it's just a really nice reminder. She is literally the spark of joy to I hit just, Netflix that I just love. I love it too. And you know what I just love? When she thinks that house, I cannot stop crying. It's like, oh man. it gets me every time and it gets the families too. And, and all the families love it. Every family has been into it. Yes. And also just being grateful to the items that you discard. And to the... That and, gratitude is so important. Absolutely. And I'm in like, life, practicing mindfulness, yes. practicing meditation, yeah. practicing like living a better life. That gratitude is the keystone. Absolutely. It is like the foundation yes, of all of that. And it so is. it's so cool. Even things that don't serve you. Yeah. You still and are grateful too. Exactly. And like, I also just love like, so it, when I did that, it was like, um, when you go into your own home and you know how she comes in and she like kneels down and she like kind of what, she, does she whatever she, the it home. Is that she does. She greets the home. Yeah. It's like, and she's like talking about like being grateful for like this, this place that houses you Yeah. and having its own energy Yeah. and it's and not it protects just, you. and it's not just you, you know, running around your house. Like it's, we, I think we have a tendency in kind of in Western, like in Canada and in the States, like to kind of be very selfish in our viewpoints mm -hmm. and we only see things from our point of view and we don't see things as interlacing or interworking. Yeah. Um, and like, I just loved that idea. And so like now when I go home, like I say hello to my house mm -hmm. you... and I never used to do that. And whether it's in my head or out loud sometimes. Yeah. And I also like say hello to my cats, of course, every time. Well, you have That's to. That's out loud. Uh, Wally worry. would not hear of it. Oh my God. He would be like, excuse me. Yeah. I'm going to eat your face when you're sleeping now. Exactly. So, um, but it's like at first, the first time I did that, it was so uncomfortable. Okay. So uncomfortable. That's so funny. Because even though I love my home, yeah. I put so much love into my home, but that's how I saw it. I put love into my home. Yeah. And but it's like just you doing this. It yeah. wasn't a, an interlacing event. A relationship. You don't home. think yeah. about it as a relationship with yeah. your home. But now I do think of it that way. And it's like, it makes me actually want to spend more time there. Yeah. Because it, and it also makes me feel less lonely when I'm there by myself. Well, yeah. Because you never really are, you know, when you think, no. it, when you think about it in that aspect. Yeah. It's funny that that felt strange to you because that's one of the things I, I noticed from the show. Um, inconceivable memory for me right now thinking mm -hmm. back mm -hmm. when I come home I've actually always said hi to my place cool I always literally say like hi home when I come home I'm just happy to be here yeah I and say goodbye to it stuff. too now okay I see I've never said goodbye uh, maybe I say goodbye actually before long trips but I've always actually just naturally said hi to my place when I come home yeah it's yeah it's funny so cool right yeah I love that idea and like I think it just also like makes you take way more care it's like don't take your emotions out on your home, you know? No, like, it's a very... And your belongings and your possessions. You like they're there, They're there and they're serving a purpose. And like whether if you, you know, it's like if you didn't like something, oh, get this out of here, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, this served a purpose in your home. Yeah. Like thank it. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I just love yeah. that. I, I love Because it you so can much. apply that to people. 
That's Absolutely. the other nice thing is you apply. You, yes, you might work with some asshole mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. could be happy with just shoving out the door. But when you think about it, that asshole served a purpose yeah. in some weird way, thanks yeah. to the universe. And so if you exit that relationship with a gratitude, you're not carrying that burden. Yeah. It's like, it, it's teaching you how to, how to see all the relationships in your life and not just that, but also like with the world, with the trees, yeah. with the sidewalk, with the crosswalks with the pavement with everything with the buildings everything that you encounter like it just helps you really like keep yourself centered and like Mm -hmm. humble yeah yeah it's really good yeah i i love it and i I just think it's also like speaking of people you know like everyone comes into our life for a reason Mm -hmm. and it's also like it this actually ties into something that i wanted to talk about today which was um exes Okay. Exes, because I wanted to touch on, you know, we got a lot of feedback from our um, sexologist from our episode. Sexologist episode. We did. I can't which even, I loved. I have talked to um, more than five people like in person this week. And this is just running into people yeah. that I randomly know during my week that had so much great feedback. Yeah. On, you know, Vanessa's input and yeah. like, insight into like um, different kinds of kinks and polyamory yeah. and just like back chat, making that accessible to people, which was super cool. I love that. And that's actually that that was the funny thing for me as well that from the feedback that I got was like that it was making it accessible. Yeah. That, and that it was kind of like it was interesting to, to hear. Yeah. Um, And whether or not they agreed with some of it, it was like it's just like, you know, interesting for them to hear. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't set up in a stance of like, agree with it or not. It was set up in more of like, um, this, we're going to put this here. Here it is. For you to look at. Yeah. And you don't have to agree with it. No. But if you ever wanted to learn a little bit more about it. There you this go. This is why we're here. Yeah, exactly. But so one of the things that um, kind of came up for me. So I, I was listening to that book. I think it was my fake sponsor last week was The Ethical Slut. Right. And it is... A life-changing book. Now, it's who's it by? Dossie. Oh, yeah? You know what? You're getting me here. Oh. Dossie uh, and Janet. Okay. And I, I, I always remember first names, but I don't remember last names. But I think it's Dossie Eaton or Easton. Okay. Yeah. Dossie Easton and Janet Hardy. Okay. And so they're the co-authors of The Ethical co-authors Slut. Co-authors of The Ethical Slut. Okay. Um, and it's all about like opening up your relationship and it's like either like talking about open relationships polyamory it's talking about all of these things or like how to and it just talks about kind of like what it means to be an ethical slut okay and what it means to be essentially open and respectful of all of your partners how to balance all of this energy how to how just how how to so i've been listening to it and one thing that it's like when when i wanted to talk about exes yeah so when I'm having a just air sign stuff moment now because we got on <laughs> another can, check. I can see the air sign in your eyes. It's, I get too excited and then I just forget because I'm like ahead of myself. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, well, just coming back to exes and the ethical slut. Yes. So what what I was like thinking about is like, okay, so with exes in our culture, mm-hmm. when you break up with someone, it's like you dump them. You're done. It's over. And you are the common word. This is important to remember mm-hmm. is dump. Dump. What do you do yeah. with garbage? You dump exactly. It. And you know what? Dumping and they're, they have an amazing definition of, of dumping, which is like, it's essentially a you problem. It brings the blame back to you. If you're dumping on someone, it means like you're literally like spewing garbage at them. Yeah. It has nothing to do with them. It's all about you. Mm-hmm. So next time you say dumps, I dumped them. You watch what you say because it actually reflects really negatively on you. Yeah. 
And I think that it's important for us to, to recognize the fact that our exes are in our lives for a reason. They were our partners at one time. It's like the same thing. They're not sparking joy anymore. Yeah. And that's okay. And that doesn't mean that th- that person doesn't spark joy for someone else. You get full circle of the year with that, by the way, like interlacing Marie Kondo in with an ex. Right? That's so important. I think it's like, I, I totally think it makes absolute sense. Yeah. But I've just been blown away by this book and I just love it so much. And whether or not you're looking into um, being in a monogamous partnership or in an open relationship, I think it's honestly a, a read for everybody for everyone because and that's important i really like that it's, yeah everyone can get something from reading this everyone book. can get something from this book because it's teaching you how to re- how to remember and i think this is important because our culture and our society really is really into this idea of like your other half the person who completes you um <laughs> yes. like all of these things it's exhausting it's exhausting and it's actually quite toxic it's extremely toxic it took me it took me a long time to learn that absolutely and it, i think it, for a lot of us yeah and um and if not if we're if not we're all still learning about this but yeah we do not own other people. You don't own someone else. You don't own their desire. And it's okay. Like, I'm just going to say this. Like, it's okay to have other feelings for people. Like, to have feelings for other people. If you're in a monogamous relationship, it's okay to have sexual desire to people. Like, we all do all the time. I don't know why we pretend that we don't. It's like you, how, if you think about it this way, why would you ever want to own someone else's desire? That's sad. Yeah, and an impossible. That's sad and impossible. Yeah. So it's a joke. Like you're totally telling yourself this lie that you own this person's desire. And what I love about this book is it it it's asking you to reframe how you think about that and look at it like this. If you love your partner, love their desire. Because that's part of them. Because that's a part of them. Yeah. So like if they're like attracted to something or whatever. Yeah. Like you find joy in that. Do you think that. Find joy. With- find joy in your partner. Like, like, let's say, okay, let's say like, um, your partner is like really into this other person and like they have sex with this other person and blah, 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 blah. And this is from a poly standpoint, This is from a poly standpoint, but also it could be applied to a monogamous standpoint. You could imagine like they have a crush on someone. Okay. Okay. So it could be either way, but look at it as like, wow, like I'm so happy that they are happy and satisfied. I'm so happy that they're getting something that they enjoy. Right. Like that's something that we never think about. We never talk about. We hear a lot about cheating and how hurtful it is. And cheating is absolutely hurtful. And that's the difference is they do not condone cheating. It's not about cheating. Right. This is about it's about being ethical people being non-monogamy, fully informed and consenting to this. Yeah. Whereas cheating is a lie. Yes. Yes. Cheating is being sneaky and hurtful. Cheating is a lie. Exactly. And that's not ethical. Yeah. So you're not an ethical slut. Right. Okay. So ethical slut makes sense now, that title. Yeah. Um, do you think in a lot of monogamous relationships, because I hear this a lot of times with um, couples that I know that are married, mm-hmm. that are monogamous, and they always talk about their hall pass. Yeah. Who their celebrity hall pass would be. Right. And AKA like the celebrity that that person's allowed to bang. Yeah. If they ever run into in the wild. Because A, it's extremely unlikely. Yeah. And B, I think it's like a way for that relationship to acknowledge those desires in a very pop culture kind of way. Absolutely. And also like, so monogamy is actually really not normal for any species. There's very few species that are monogamous, um, including humans historically, mm. up until very recently. Yeah. 
It doesn't mean monogamy is wrong. I think a lot of people are monogamous and that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Everyone can learn from this book. And I think what we can all learn is that like, you're your own individual person. Mm -hmm. Think about your desires. Think about when you go on Instagram and you look at someone, what do you feel? Think about when you see someone walking down the streets. Think about when someone flirts with you. And then think about in in relationship to like a partner, either maybe someone who's not there yet or someone that you're in a relationship with. They also have those. And how do you feel about your own desires versus their desires? Okay. So do you trust yourself? Like, let's say, you know, you have, you enjoy being flirted, flirted with or you enjoy whatever, but you know, like that doesn't change my love for that person. Right. They, you, you, the reason why we are so protective and like, is because we always think like, it's like, that's something you can't control. Like, let's say if me and Brian were in a relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. And you were having sex with someone else and I was jealous. It's like, what would, that, what would I really be jealous of? A- am I worried that you're not going to do back chat with me anymore? You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, what's the or, underlying reason to that? What is the underlying reason? Or, or let's say you were doing a podcast with someone else. I would probably feel some type of way about it. Yeah. Is it going to cut into my time? Is it going to do that? Right. Like there's all these things that we think of. Because you have to look out for number one. And like naturally you're just wired like that. Exactly. Well, and we are, but at the same time, it's like, I think that there is something to be said and this is something about mindfulness as well. Like the more love and compassion that we can give out, the more we're going to get back. Yes. If you are going to do a podcast with someone else, I can't stop you from doing a podcast with someone else. You're going to do it. Yeah. And you're, and if you're like, yeah, you know, I'm so committed and we still are doing back chat. Yeah. That podcast does not take anything away from my podcast with you. Yeah. There you go. So like, and if it did, this is the beautiful thing also, guys. If someone doesn't want to be with you, and they want to cheat on you, then they're going to do it. And there's nothing that you can do to stop it. Yeah. I actually find comfort in this because it's like, if you're going to lie to me, you're going to fucking lie to me. I, I There's nothing that I can do to, or say to make you not lie to me. True. You're going to do it. It's yeah. you. That's your decision. And it's kind of like just giving up that... Just illusion give it of up. control. Exactly. Because you don't have it. Yeah. It's, 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 it is it an is illusion. An illusion yeah. And it drives you crazy. And you know mm-hmm. what? It pushes people away. Yeah. When you act like a crazy bitch and you're like, why the fuck are you? Why aren't you home yet? Nah, 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 nah. Like all you're doing is, and that goes both ways, by the way. I'm not, I'm, I'm using bitch in a very gender neutral way. Yeah. Um, because honestly, I know more men than women. If I'm being totally serious, I know more men than women that act this way in relationships, controlling Mm. (laughs) of their partner in, in straight relationships. I have a lot of friends in straight relationships that their boyfriends are ridiculous to me. Like, I can't even like fuck with it because it's like, are you serious? And I have to shut up because it bothers me so much. And that's also an art in and of itself. Shutting Shutting up. And it's hard. Oh, yeah. But it's like, you don't own that person. You can't control that person. If that yeah. person's going to go out and cheat, you acting like a little fucking cunt on this side of the of the room is not going to stop them from cheating on you. Yeah, yeah. People cheat all the time. Like, I just think it's like, we have to be secure in ourselves. Yeah. And we have to. We do. And remember that you're cool. Yeah. You have things to offer. If this doesn't work out, it will work out with someone else. Yeah, totally. And I think it's just a more healthy way to just like, acknowledge and like every I haven't not I have not read this book 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it sounds like it's a really empowering read in terms of loving yourself absolutely, and developing more self-confidence Yes, while still like, yeah, cheating is still cheating yeah. because cheating is lying. Yes, cheating is lying. Unethical. Exactly. It's unethical. And I love that it ties into the name, the yeah. ethical slut. Yes. And it has so much just good, good material for relationships, singles, anyone you... Just read it. Pick it Honestly, up. Pick it pick up and it read up. it. Back pick chat, it book club. It is so good. Mm. And you know what? The number one relationship is with yourself. Yeah. And um. And the number two relationship is with your podcast co-host. There you go. <laughs> and anything else is just can go back to their sandwich. Or their salad. Or their salad. Whatever happened to salad? I say salad all the time and you keep going back to the sandwich all the time. I always say sandwich. Well, that was the OG, but like we decided to go back to your salad. Right. Because nobody really likes a salad. Say? Just go back to your salad. Right. People like sandwiches. Yeah. Sandwiches are delicious. That's true. Like, don't go back to it. Give it to me. That's true. Um, And speaking of your relationship with yourself, though. And giving things to other people. No, I wanted to plug. Oh. (laughs) I wanted to plug this website. Here I am jumping on a segue. Okay. You plugged that website. I wanted to plug this website. It better be a damn good plug now, too, by the way. Shutting my segue down. Um, Unboundbabes.com. Okay. They have an article called Our Favorite Feminist Porn. Look it up. Um, it has a bunch of links in it to a bunch of feminist porn because I know last week on our show we were um, looking for some kind of things, but I just happened to find this. I looked at some. What's I the got off. Again? Um, unboundbabes.com. Okay, perfect. And the article is called Our Favorite Feminist Porn. Awesome. And, you know, if you're like me and you have spent nights not being able to fall asleep because you can't find the perfect feminist porn, then there you this go. website this will is, just be a game saver. Yeah. I mean, I've also gone to Pornhub a couple times this week. Let's not lie. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Good for you. But you know what? I loved it. It was great. I actually tried out a couple things that I don't normally do. Because I was like, you know what? Let's see if you get me off. And (laughs) sure enough. Hey, I like it. I like this. That's very Aquarius of you. Very experimental. Oh, got to try something. Yeah. You got to try it. If it's there, you're going to try it. I'll try it. Um, Now, speaking of trying something. (gasps) Yes. Like to sleep. Oh, trying when you're trying to sleep. <sighs> and it can be a very long, laborious process. It can. You toss and you turn. But finally, um, when your eyes close. You might go to. <gasps> in, in your, your dreams. dreams. <sighs> yes. Good sigh there. Thanks. So this week we have a dream. Okay. And <sighs> what's our name for this person? <gasps> okay. Fuck. Well, I just broke your stool. It's Okay. <laughs> It's okay, everyone. That's fine. You yeah. explain what this person. There's name nothing is damaged be. here. While Krista does some handyman repair work, um, just so you know, whenever you send in any kind of correspondence to Backchat, we're by default now after a podcast meeting always going to change the name. We're gonna change your name unless you specifically want to be named, which a lot of people don't. Just know that when most you write into don't. us, it's with confidence. I think most people don't because your dreams are kind of personal. Yeah, but we just wanted to give like everybody out there the comfort of knowing that we're gonna change your name. Yeah, we're not gonna read your real name ever. Yeah, yeah. So this one, unless it's on Adventures with Alice, in which case apparently we're gonna read all of your names because I always accidentally say the real names. And it's a book from 1971. And you know what? So you know what? Don't leave your diary in an alley. Yeah. (laughs) Leave your diary in an alley. This is what you get. Yeah. You're going to be on a podcast in 2019. Yeah. (laughs) Which is actually kind of funny if you think about this whole thing. It's amazing and Wouldn't it be cool if you were 1971 Alice writing this as a 17-year-old girl? Oh my God. And you had a flashback to the future just feeling that somebody was reading it on a podcast? 
So crazy. How crazy is that? It's actually really cool. It is really cool. Um, We need to make a note to talk about that again. Like a deja before... vu or something? Yeah. Also, like, it would be cool to, like, find Alice and, like, show her that, like, we read her diary. I honestly feel like that's breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. I don't right. want to meet Alice. Okay. I'd actually, I, I secretly hope that Alice never writes in or hears about this. Yeah. I feel maybe, like it would be yeah. weird. I don't want to know Alice. I know <laughs> Alice. I've made an Alice in my mind. So, Alice, if you've heard about this, don't, don't write us. Don't write us at backchatpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, so this dream is coming from um, a listener. Yeah. Just a beloved listener. A beloved listener. Yeah. Juicy Hot Lips. Juicy Hot Lips. At okay, gmail.com. I like that. I like that. Okay. Juicy Hot Lips. So Juicy Hot Lips dream goes like this. Yeah. I'm driving a car that I have driven before and it's usually a van. It's a Ford Ooh. Windstar that was tan that I didn't like driving. I wonder if the van has windows. Is this a windowless Mm. van? Because if so, this dream's about to take a turn. That's right. There you go. We didn't look that up. No. At least one person is always in the car with me, and it's always someone I'm close to in some way. Okay. And then in brackets, he says, my girlfriend, family, or friends. So like a close, close there's a close relation in the passenger seat. Yes. Which would be a good album. Not like your banker. That would be a good album title. Close relation in the passenger seat. Yeah. Close relation in the passenger seat. Suck a mad dick. No, just kidding. Sorry. Anyway, it's always set in an area I'm comfortable driving in, but areas I haven't been to in a long time. Okay. So you're exploring nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia. There you go. As I start to drive, I come across a hill and we start to go down. My heart drops and I realize I'm slowly losing control of the car. Well, because you're going down in a windowless van. Almost in slow-mo. Yeah. Is what they say. Almost in... No, oh. all in slow motion. All in slow motion. All in slow motion. Okay. Um, first, the brakes usually go and then the steering, but the car maintains its body and it's all of its performance aspects. Okay. So we're just having some so specific it's just like, mechanical can't stop, failure. Can't steer. Okay. Everyone is acting pretty normal and people are concerned but not freaking out as much as they would in real life. Okay. Sometimes I drive off the road and go off a cliff into the water or... From a high point of the city, but I never make contact with the ground or water after the problems happen. Now, does it sound like the recurring theme is the car is always driving off a cliff though? Yeah. Okay. I usually wake up sometime before that happens. And when I wake, I feel confused, relieved, and a slight feeling of being lost. Ah. And then they also said, also, as the problems with the car happen, the action stays in slow motion, but inside the car, the people and them are in normal speed. Okay. So everyone else is real time. Yeah. Plus the car going off or being airborne is somewhat unrealistic. Like it would never happen under normal circumstance. Okay. So it's like a dream exaggeration then. Yeah. You know what's funny, Krista? What? And like, we're not seasoned dreamologists by like a decade or anything, but we're pretty damn good by now. Oh yeah. From our little definitions we've pulled up. I like how the very first time we did it, we're like, we're actually not dreamologists. And now we've we actually, are. we've been called out by a couple of people for like our sudden confidence in dreamology. Well, you know what? Honestly, <laughs> get your own fucking podcast. I love it. it. Whoa. <laughs> I guess I'm diggers. sassy. I'm two beers in. Get your own fucking podcast. Analyze your own fucking dreams. Yeah, there you go. Or this girl's out. Yeah, or I'm out. Wow, hey girl. No, I'll never be out. <laughs> we can make it easy. If we loved each other. Yes. Once again, write in and let us know where that's from and you'll win a prize. So we're going to go on <laughs> with all of these definitions that we've pulled out of this dream, which we did quite quickly and efficiently. And we actually have a bang up analysis for this dream. It's very clear to us. Oh, I honestly, first of all, we've... We've actually analyzed a lot of dreams that are similar to this one. Yeah. There were a few things that were different, but there I just love this. The better the more time goes on, honestly, I'm like I can analyze this dream without even looking. And like, I isn't that funny? Like I want to hear all the like I want more dream sent. 
Me too. I, and we've got a couple in the hopper still. We have a couple in the hopper. Hey, and don't worry. We're, we're getting to you. Uh, particularly person with the poop dream. Oh. We have uh, not forgotten about you. We it, will get to your poop dream. It's in the hopper. Don't worry. And honestly, if we get enough dreams in, Krista and I love it enough, we will just do an episode of your dreams. Yeah. It can all be in your dreams for the whole episode. We'll just Why do not? a whole dream episode. You can listen in for your dream. It'll be fun. Yeah. Tell your friends. It will be fun. Tell your friends. Yeah. Okay. So let's, Krista, let's start with this. Okay. So we start the dream mm. with what may or may not be a windowless van. A Windstar tan van. So vans um, and a tan color van or like the, the tan color mm-hmm. represents the basics, the essentials. Okay. And a van it represents like practicality. Okay. Okay. So think of all those practical things in your life, blah, 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 blah. Yes. The basics, the essentials. That's what you're driving. Okay. Okay. <gasps> Love that. Now, to dream of known places from your memory. Yes. So like places that, like, because they're kind of saying, I was in a, like driving in familiar places, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Indicates that you're ready to rid yourself of your old ways and undergo a transformation. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, what do you have there next? Well, I kind of jump in a little bit at the end with like, I have more of a cliff and mechanical issue. Okay. I've got some of those on my end. So why don't you continue with your list and then I'll jump in with like some of my findings and my notes here. Sure. That sounds good. So, um, to drive. So let's go to break. So to dream that your brakes are failing forewarns you that you're you lack stability in your life and you need to make significant changes. That's so straightforward. Um, and it, that makes sense, especially considering the overall atmosphere of this dream so far. Exactly. So to dream in slow motion suggests that you actually feel powerless, anxious, and frustrated in your waking life. You're going through a hard time in your waking life and you're experiencing tremendous stress, which is almost immobilizing you. Now, this could be something, this is interesting to me because this person, this is a recurring dream for this person yeah it's not a one-off sometimes they're driving with family sometimes they're driving with friends sometimes they're driving with their girlfriend all kinds of things yeah so whatever this is it's some kind of a deep-seated issue that's coming up often like often enough that you need to you need to think about what this could be representing and and address it and address it because like and like slow motion you just define but like with the issues with the brakes and the steering Mm -hmm. so those mechanical systems failing in your dream actually suggest that you need to work on healing past hurts Mm. and that you um don't take on anything new until you handle issues from the past that still have an effect on you so this is actually stopping this is a block yeah for you in any progression in your life yeah yeah you literally cannot progress anymore until you address this blockage also dreaming with like family and friends the significance of the family and friends depends on the relationship that you have in waking life okay um and so like it's important maybe to recognize who's in those who's in the car with you when this dream comes up, yeah, you it's that's gonna just really depend on what your relationship is with that person. But it seems like, and you know what's extra interesting about this? There's always someone different in the passenger seat, yeah, which tells me that there's a common blockage in our dreamer's life that will affect these different people yeah. differently. Yes, but it's a com. It will affect all of them. Yes, so that tells me like it's a very personal thing to this person. Yeah, and also dreaming of your significant other. So this person says that sometimes their girlfriend is in the passenger. Yeah, we know. From our countless past dreams. That your partner actually represents yourself, honey. Yeah. And so depending on the situation, like anything that you're doing to your partner or anything like that, you're actually doing to yourself. Yeah. So if you're taking your partner along for a ride in a dream, 
where you lose control, you're taking yourself along for a ride. Yeah. And that that's an important one. That can be a really big one for people. Definitely. Um, also, to dream that you're like going into water means that you're in for an emotional journey if you choose to take it. And this is interesting. Interesting that they never hit the water. Ever. They always Ever. wake up or the ground, like whatever they're or going the ground. toward. But the fact that they even go off a cliff, mm-hmm. cliff is a big one here because this ties in with everything you just said, yes. as well as the mechanical systems. But um, dreaming of going off a cliff represents a threat or a feeling of vulnerability. Oh. And you're up against something that you're afraid to tackle. Oh, okay. Which can, so, like, that cements, I think, everything that this cliff yeah. cements everything we've just analyzed. Absolutely. I agree. So I think, like, I mean, listener, it sounds like you, there is something in your life that you're not addressing. Maybe it's something that you are just, you're hiding or you feel like you're just not taking control of in your life yeah totally and the fact that there's so many different people in that passenger seat in your van it's affecting multiple people yeah it's a domestic thing that's affecting multiple people it could affect multiple people yeah well whoever you're dreaming about in that passenger seat yeah 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 so i don't know and um yeah just like the mechanical systems feeling you're going off a cliff you're losing control of a vehicle just all relate back to like feeling threatened or vulnerable against this blockage in your life and i don't think that this person will stop having this dream until they address this thing because this is a recurring dream for them they said for years yeah yeah definitely so So, i guess it's important to figure out what it might be your gut's never wrong so if you're listening right now you know probably what it is so just tackle it head on because once you do your dream's also trying to tell you that you'll make more progress yeah You'll get over this blockage and you'll actually start growing again. Exactly. And it's it's actually saying you need to make significant changes in order to make that progress. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I'm really, um, every single dream we've ever analyzed, the people have written in and let us know. So please let us know. Dear Juicy Hot Lips. Juicy Hot Lips. um, I would love to hear how this dream analysis um, impacted you and what you think about it. Let us know at backchatpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram at backchatpodcast. That's right. And if you're feeling a little racy and want to find a crazy little Aquarius, you can find Krista on Instagram at Carminal, K-A-R-M-I-N-A-L. And if you're feeling a little bit like, I don't know, like undecisive and, you know, just kind of cool, but like kind of cute, kind of like just going to like chill at home and like, I don't know, maybe I'll go out, but like maybe I won't. Then you can find Brian at Brian on Instagram, B-R-Y-H-E-L-I-X. So in the meantime, I'm Brian. I'm Krista. And, and together, together we're Lady Gaga. Gaga.